Welcome to the Future Print Podcast, celebrating print technology and the people behind it. And welcome to the next episode of the Future Print Podcast. I'm really happy to be joined today by Ming Ming Guo from Ink Cups, who is the Director of Imaging Technology. So welcome, Ming Ming. Hi, Marcus. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, brilliant. So, so you, um, albeit that the connection's fantastic, we are not in the same country, are we? So I'm sort of near London, but I think you're near Boston, you tell me. Is that right? Yes. Incubs is located in Danvers, Massachusetts. It's about 30, 40 minutes from Boston. Right. Yeah. I like Boston. I, I've been out in Boston and it kind of feels strangely familiar, like London in a way, but obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of Boston towns and New England areas are named after yeah. England. So yeah. we have Boston, we have New Boston, we have Hampshire, we have New Hampshire. Yeah. Cambridge, yeah. all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, home from home. But anyway, um, I was really keen to invite you because we haven't met before. And I noticed on LinkedIn, the wonderful resource that it is that, um, you'd recently sort of um, promoted to this position. I thought, wow, a, a senior person who's also a woman in print technology isn't so common. And I thought immediately that would be really interesting to have you because we have a lot of the same kind of people. Not that there's anything wrong with middle-aged men, but it's nice to have a bit of variety and also to hear your story. Um, yeah. Tell us a bit about your background. So I can hear you've probably been in the US for a while because you have a, a, an American accent, but tell us a bit about your background, where you're from, what you studied, and how you really came to join the printing industry. Yeah, well, thank you for saying that. My accent is good. Okay. Um, so I came to the US in 2009 for graduate school. Um, I earned my bachelor degree in material chemistry in China, mm. and then um, got a full scholarship to come here and study in State University of New York at Binghamton. Yeah. They have a material and mechanical engineering department, which is very big on printed electronics. So the research group I worked in, in graduate school, uh, led by Professor Tim Singler, um, he has a group of students who focus on printing um, uh, printing electronics with like silver and other metal particles in the, uh, in, in the ink. And my research was funded by Xerox. What I did is I put different molecular weight and amount of polymers into a simple glycerin water solutions. And then we use the job watcher to look at the job uh, formation. And I build a mathematical model uh, to predict the job formation based on the polymer concentration and the molecular weight and types and stuff like that. So because the research was funded by Xerox, mm. I transitioned to work for Xerox after graduation. That was very smooth. However, after like six months, um, Xerox just laid off my entire uh, group, mm. including the manager who hired me and everything. Um, so after that, uh, I got hired by EFI. Yes. And continuing doing similar things I did in graduate school, which is job watcher. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I worked in the ink team for nine years. Um, other than like print head uh, development and job watching for new inks and new ink delivery system, I also formulated inks uh, for EFI for like two, three years. 
um, and commercialized a couple inks there. Yeah, yeah. EFI yeah. is often not it's not not so known, is it? But EFI make a a lot of inks, don't they? I mean, they're a, a significant manufacturer of inks as well as as other things. They're just not perhaps as visibly known as doing that. Mm. Yes, they don't um, advertise that, but yeah. EFI is the largest UV ink manufacturer in the world. Yeah, uh, yeah, because they have so many white format and big machines, they just drink inks mm. um, in and day out. But they mm. don't advertise it because they don't sell the inks outside of their printers. No, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah it's not mm-hmm. a lot of point. Selling people when you can't get it, yeah, that makes sense. And um, so you'd studied really, and and, and like say drop watching, very sort of technical about um, enhancing and improving and making more effective inkjet printing. So you've obviously you've been involved for a long time from quite a young age in in terms of ink inkjet. Um, what is it now you do? Because obviously director for imaging technology that sounds quite significant. And 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 also tell us a little bit about ink cups because I have an awareness of ink cups, how it's got its name and that and. And what you do, but it'd be interesting for because a lot of our listeners are not from the US and yeah. and so on. Yeah. Yeah. So to answer your story of how I get uh to somewhat of a management level from a very technical role, yeah. um, is that I since very young, I was like very tuned into entrepreneurship and my parents are in entrepreneurship and they have their own business. Mm. Um, so I'm just always interested in running businesses. Mm. Um, and uh, since graduate school, um, my husband, and I established a small startup doing um, shape memory alloys. And uh, right now he's running the business by himself. He has like 15 people working for him. Um, It's a niche market. So we started that business from the ground up. So we did like fundraising, um, getting our customers, having business model set up and everything. So I served from CEO or CTO to uh, generators. Uh, I mean, generators (laughs) and everything in between, like, yeah, like we really start the business from the ground up. Mm. Um, so while working technically in inkjet, I always want to like move to some kind of business role and management. Mm. And when my husband's business grew to a certain point that we cannot really work together in in, in one business, mm. I was like, I really need to focus on getting my career up to mm. management in inkjet. So I went back to school for my MBA and graduated last year from Boston University. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, intentionally found mentors in EFI. Um, mm-hmm. My mentor in EFI is Doug Edwards. Uh, he's the oh, yeah. CTO of EFI. Oh, and he met yeah. me for like two years on how to go from technical <laughs> to management. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was lucky to have him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and after I graduated from my MBA, um, uh, I, I have known the um, VP of Engineering in Incups for a while, yes. and he we've been in contact, and then um, we get connection back together again, and then um, mm-hmm. he like value my experience in my startup, and value my drive mm-hmm. uh, to be a technical leader. Mm-hmm. So he said, "Why don't you?" come here and I will try to like help the business grow to the next level. Yeah. 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 And um, so in terms of in cups, 
So InCubs have like two general business sectors. One is pet printing. Hmm. I believe they are the industrial leader for um, one kind of pet printing. Uh, they print tagless tag this labels mm-hmm. on t-shirts. Yeah, I think they drive a lot of market share on that sector. And the other sector is inkjet. So their focus is on direct to object inkjet printing. And their flagship product line is the uh, cylindrical printer, like print on cups, like um, they call the printer Helix. Mm-hmm. There's a whole uh, product line around Helix. So there's Helix 1, there's Helix 2.0, means like you have two mm-hmm. cups like you can print together. And then they have a product called Revolution. There are 12 cups that can be printed continuously for mm-hmm. production run. Yeah. So uh, the reason why it's called Helix is because the, the cup spins and it prints in a Helix way, so it's double fast. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of like research and product development into that product over the years that uh, the software and electronics ink delivery system and motion control um, especially is like optimized to make the product like perfect for the customers yeah yeah i think i saw the revolution it being introduced 2019 into printing united i think um that's been a real success story hasn't it Mm. yeah it has been good uh serving the market with the production scale but we are trying to make more improvement on the product, mm. uh, make it more stable, to make it uh, the image quality will come out uh, better and stuff like that. That's one of the reasons they brought me on yeah. is to continue to have um, improvement on the products yeah. and leave the roadmap on future product development. Yeah, definitely. So continually, continue improve the product and. Um improves the speed, production, and so on. So that makes a lot of sense. And um, you mentioned that market's direct-to-object. Is, is the business mostly focused on direct-to-object, whether prad printing or inkjet? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They don't really print on paper, so to say. Mm. Yeah. We focus on direct-to-object. Um, yeah. Especially in the drinkware market, the cylindrical printing. Yeah. Um in the inkjet industry, it is a niche market, mm. but because it's niche, uh, the team get to focus on the technology really good, mm. develop the market, and we get to serve, I would say, less demanding and happier customers. Mm. Yeah, because, because it's niche. It so, niche. But, so what markets are there? They're kind of like promotion, promotional goods and some packaging and are they most of the market or is there? Yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think you are absolutely correct. Uh, mostly promotional product mm. yeah, for sure. But we do have quite a few customers who do mass production, mm. just print like commercialized logos mm. uh, on their cups. Yeah. Because of the flexibility and overall digitalization of their equipment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Now, this is a sort of um, non-technical question here, but it's sort of you know, a fact, I think, whether wherever you go in the world, the print sector isn't really very diverse, is it, in terms of gender, age and culture? Um, I was I was curious to know, have you personally found this a challenge 
and a difficulty or or actually has it been an opportunity what's your take on the industry and diversity i think it's definitely both mm. so yeah you look at like the um the original technical hubs of inkjet like we have like in your place cambridge uk yeah. uh, like there are a lot of companies and technology development in like new england here like yes. boston area new hampshire area you just look at the population it's mostly white <laughs> just overall population so i think the mindset of uh inkjet was brought up by white is white people is especially yeah. in and um, the mindset between like me and probably um like white male I- i'm married to a white male so i can tell you the mindset can be very different <laughs> so <laughs> Right. Um, uh, and um, so the thoughts, thought process can be different, but I wouldn't say anybody's wrong of how they think. Yeah. And I think through um, right now, a lot of trainings and focus on DEI. So people intentionally would say, how do I include you? How do I take advantage of yeah. our background? Um, so I think that that is an opportunity uh, for us, like especially for example, right now you're interviewing me. Um, you probably won't if uh, I, I am I'm white or, or male or something like that. So it is some like opportunity that's presented to me. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, yeah. I think- where I said, yeah, I was interested. It wasn't just an, a, another guy in a role that we're accustomed to. It's um, it's more unusual, but yeah, so it is an opportunity as well. And um, yeah, it's just I, I think myself in terms of diversity, it makes a lot of sense for businesses because um, you tend to get different ideas, don't you? You, you tend to have yeah. different ways of thinking, and that's really important. I think, particularly for a right now where we have to adapt all the time yeah we think all the same way just more in, in more well less flexible really and um so i think it's a really positive thing whether it's age culture whatever just or just way of thinking um is different um right, and right. Get the best ideas that way i think and best solution right. Mm. right so i was talking about like different um like there are several uh, technology hubs in the world for inkjet so I didn't mention like in, in China, um, Shenzhen, mm. there are also a lot of things going on around inkjet. So there are quite a few uh, manufacturers mm. and they have their own technology development going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so although there are like the, the, the politics and the global environment is quite unstable because of COVID and everything, mm-hmm. but we can still try to take advantage of what's going on there because mm. the cost there is still lower. Mm. Um, that's one of the other reasons why um, Incups brought me on is because I can speak Chinese. Like I understand the technology. I can communicate with the manufacturers there. Mm. Um, yeah, not just the machine, right? Like there are ink development here uh, there in yeah. manufacturers. Uh, there are subcomponents developed there, like filters and stuff like that. Mm. So I get suppliers from China contact me 
saying like, my product is really good. We just need to contact the right person to co-develop something mm-hmm. that we can provide you with quality product with lower cost. Yeah. So, yeah. So the overall globalization, like if the industrial leader include people like me, the minority with different cultural backgrounds, we can take advantage of the globalization even mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Right. And have you, uh, have you as a business uh, suffered and found the supply chain of parts a, a challenge or have you kind of managed to work around that? It's a challenge. Uh, it's a challenge. It was a challenge when I was in EFI, uh, no matter if it's parts or chemicals, or raw material, um, or here. I've been only here for a month, but I know there are supply challenges. So um, the, the one of the solution, like in EFI, uh, they are doing a lot of second sourcing. And I think it's very smart. Like when design the supply chain, you always have to design some options in. Um, you have to, like you, you would only be smart if you would uh, source overseas to take advantage of the cost, mm. but we'll have to design in the options um, to source locally mm. or other places of the world in order to keep the supply enough for us for manufacture. When you call it second sourcing, mm-hmm. yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah second sourcing. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I've kind of hinted on the next question is really about key trends. Obviously, supply chains are pressure, but a trend, I suppose. Um, what do you, I mean, obviously you've, you haven't been there a huge amount of time, but what key trends perhaps you've seen within your more recent times within your work are you finding are impacting perhaps product development and business as a whole? Hmm. So I went to Printed United hmm. um, recently. Yeah, and it really got me thinking. There are a lot of software development going on. Hmm. Um, and... Um, I don't know if uh, AI is uh, appropriate for this, but like smartness of the printers, of the technology and communication. So, um, for example, uh, you talk about impact, right? I think this impact can be profound and can happen in the near future is like um, workflow uh, management. Mm-hmm. Easiness to communicate between machines mm. and from machines to people mm. um, and automation, not just robotic arms, but including robotic arms and robotic feeding and cutting and everything, but also like uh, automatic nozzle out check and automatic compensation if there's nozzle out. Mm. Um, yeah. And then you can remind the users through your phone or something like that. Um, or a workflow management, like if somebody places an order on a website, it will go directly to the printer. Mm. And then maybe in the printer later on can spit out dashboard to business owners to say how much inks you used, how much media you used. And because they have data from the website itself, you can probably like spit out your profit margin, your overall profit, your overall revenue and stuff like that. It will like make things a lot easier for operator and business owners. Mm. Yeah. I think a lot of things can go into that mm. on top of 
yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're right. absolutely the last two years have seen a lot of software development and even more so now, I guess, with the rising costs and all of the challenges with supply chain, having a complete up-to-date kind of grip on what your business is, is doing and your cost and that has never been more important. So it's, um, yeah, absolutely. Um, how do you think that technology and markets might develop in the future? So we're currently in a sort of state of uncertainty. Um, right. Do you think that actually there will be positives from this time or do you think we're about to just enter a challenging time where people are just going to be focused on price? What's your what's your sense of the market and the role that incups are in here? Yeah. yeah, I think you are right. We are certainly facing a challenging time, no matter if it's like huge inflation or the stock market entering the bear market and then a very unstable political environment. Um, I think that um, it may even drive the digitalization even faster because of it. And the other thing is miniaturization. Um, Like people, like in printing United, I see like major players uh, coming up with smaller machines, like like very tiny machines, like fit on the desktop. So Incups also did the same thing. They created a product that can fit in a regular benchtop mm-hmm. with a much lower price point. So the productivity may be lower, uh, but mm-hmm. uh, it can provide a peace of mind for the owners. Like you don't have to invest as much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think like smaller machines uh, can be an opportunity. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. challenging time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A miniaturization meaning that people can try the technology; it might work for them because it's maybe the most of the customers are in a single area or whatever, and they're able to deliver on against something that's more localized, which makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, yeah, get their, their foot in the door to see if it works or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and actually, like you say, try try the technology before making a bigger bigger investment. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've been involved with the printing industry for a while now on a technical level now, a commercial, but also technical level. Um, what advice might you give someone looking to join the print industry? Because you're one of the rare people that you actually studied something that was relevant to the print industry. And there's, that isn't so common these days. But what advice if someone was looking to get involved in print, maybe they're from a science background or maybe from a, a business background? What advice might you give them and what might you say to them? Hmm. I think this industry still has a lot of opportunities and it's a very interesting industry. Hmm. Um, maybe because I'm from the technical background, I have the technical background, like in order for it to print pretty image. And there are just so many variables and so many things going into it. And that makes it interesting. But I found it helpful like to um, get promotion and get career development in this industry is that um, there are many, many seasoned people uh, in the industry uh, who are willing to teach. So I guess like when we, when young people enter this industry, we have to be intentionally know like where we want to go and uh, find people to mentor Mm. and, um, yeah, like don't be afraid to ask to reach out 
Like mm. even if they are like two, three levels above you, that makes a perfect mentor because they don't really oversee your day-to-day uh, job. Mm. Uh, so that can be really helpful. Mm. And then um, you also need to like speak up and find like sponsors for your day-to-day job in order to thrive and benefit from those seasoned people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. it's an interesting one. Mentoring, I think, probably has been more uh, common in the, in the US. Um, but there's this sense, I, I mean, I completely agree. I, I think it would be a, we used to have a thing called apprenticeships and that was all, there was always a period of learning. And then, yeah, whereas now um, we, we're getting a, a generation of, of people that are coming into the workforce that actually want that mentoring, expect it. And it's about recognizing that. And, and, and actually, if you're in a leadership position and you've got people in your team kind of adapting how you've done things um, in the past, it's not direct, it's not directorial anymore, is it? It's much more collaborative and, um, and like you say, about helping people move forward, which is um, really important because it is it's motivational, it's, it's helpful. Um, I remember starting my career in the, like, at certain jobs being left to, to kind of work it out myself, you know. Yeah. Uh, which you can do, but it's not very nice. It's a bit unnecessary, isn't it? <laughs> but um but yeah. Yes. Yeah. We we will always have that those times like you feel confused, like where you should go and stuff like that. And it's like those senior leaders, they don't always have time to help you. So it's still like you have to be self-driven and then mm. uh find the ways to go forward. But then still be Proactive. <laughs> Proactive, communicate, absolutely. Right. Because um, that, that really will make a difference. Um, right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, it's, it, it, thank you so much for joining us. It was really interesting to talk with you. And yeah, yeah maybe at I, some point it would be great to have you give a talk at one of our future print events um, about some of the work you're doing with Incups. Uh, yeah, that would be great. And um, yeah, we hope we can make that happen sometime in the future. But um Really appreciate your time. Really refreshing to talk to you. And um, yeah, look forward to um, hopefully meeting you in person at some point. Yeah, me too. Thank you for inviting. It's great to be here. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe now for more great audio content coming up. And visit futureprint.tech for the latest news, partner interviews, in-depth industry research, and to catch up on content from Futureprint events. We'll see you next time on the Future Print Podcast.